podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Oh! Colin, it's a pleasure to be here with you for the Hamden Roar. Um, for those that don't know what you're up to these days, can you just run it past them, maybe what you're involved in? Yeah, um, I joined uh, Airdrie as assistant manager to Ian Murray um, three weeks ago, on the 18th of October. So I'm enjoying uh, being back in the Football League. You know, before that, I was at uh, Caledonian Braves as assistant manager to, to Ricky Waddle. Uh, but the opportunity came up to, to join Airdrie and um, I've always wanted to challenge myself at the highest possible level, you know, and it's a good opportunity. They're an ambitious club. Uh, they're hoping to, you know, achieve promotion this season. At the moment, we're only two points off the top, so we're in a decent position. It's still very early in the season, a long way to go, but, uh, you know, as long as we're within touching distance, um, I feel that we've got an opportunity. Good. Let's get into the thick of it then. Your Scotland days, yeah, twenty-eight caps, two goals. Does it feel like a lifetime ago yet? It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, my last cap was in two thousand and four uh, against Moldova, where I draw. Um, like anybody else, I would have loved to have got more caps. Uh, but even so, even if I'd only got one or two, uh, they've been an amazing feeling because as a footballer. Uh, when you grow up, you know, I think everybody's dreams to play for a country. So to get the opportunity to do that and, and to manage to get 28 caps was a, a great honour for me. You were pretty regular for, I'd say, it seems about four years maybe mm-hmm. in, in the Scotland setup. Yeah, I think I um, made my debut in '99 uh, in a friendly against Germany. Um, I got the last six minutes, uh, but we managed to win 1 0. It was yeah. nice, salmon pink uh, yeah. strips. <laughs> Uh, it's probably the only time I've not minded wearing pink <laughs> you know uh, as I said it, it didn't matter what colour it would have been if it was representing Scotland I would have, put, I would have worn it um, with pride uh, so but it was great um, to make my debut first and foremost and then obviously to win away from home in Germany mm-hmm. you know was another current uh, European champions at the time yeah it was another Don Hutchison we've got to thank for that yeah. with a goal um, so it was a great start to my um, international career You would have been at Hearts at the time Yes Yes. How, how did you find out about your call up then? Well I, I kind of came relatively surprisingly because um, after um, winning the Scottish Cup with Hearts uh, in 98 the following season I missed three quarters of the season with injury um, and then I came back from that finished the season really really well and then it was not long after that that I got got the call up um, Had you had know. conversations with Craig Brown previously? No no it kind of came out of the blue um, I'd, be, I'd been involved in a couple of B internationals um, so I got a wee taster for it that way um, and it just obviously made made me more hungry to try and you know get that first uh, actual Scotland cap um, so when it came um, 
was surprised and delighted at the same time. My form was good at Hearts, um, but you never really know if it's going to be good enough to to get yourself involved in the in the Scotland setup. Uh, did, thankfully, did, it was. Did you feel ready? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I felt ready. Um, probably before that, okay. uh, you know, probably even before my my injury uh, in the year that Hearts won the Scottish Cup and we challenged in the league. I felt my form was good enough then, but obviously. Back then, it was it was good enough to to get involved in the B internationals. So you know maybe it was a case of uh, them having a look and seeing if I was capable. Of, uh, you know, um, being part of a team uh, and influencing games at that level before taking a step up into the full international. Mm-hmm. So um, I suppose I can understand where they're coming from there. But was there a notable step step up in qual- quality? quality of playing against obviously yeah because yeah. um, at international level pretty much no matter who you came up against uh, there was there was there was good quality players you know Oliver Bierhoff Lothar Matthias <laughs> Jens Lehmann is that, is yeah that, yeah is well um, household names you know mm. what I mean uh, whenever you, you say these names I think uh, everybody that's involved in football know who they are who they're playing for you know and that was uh, that's a big step up uh, no disrespect to Scottish football, but you know um, the types of players that are um, you're not going to come up against uh, week in week out um, in the Scottish Champ um, Premier. Even at the the training camp, so where where would it have been at that point? Were you at the Midian Hotel before you flew out or anything? We, we were down um, training a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just been involved in the quality of player that you're you're in alongside as well. You did, know, did, did you have to? Raise it even in the training well, camps as well. I, I wouldn't say you had to raise it. I, I think you just had to be your A game all the time. You know, mm-hmm. um, couldn't afford to the, drop standards at all. That uh, you're in amongst, you know, um, quality throughout the team. And if if you wanted to get your name on that starting sheet, you you had to be showing up well and training at the camps. Um, and I think everything. You know, people say, oh, pretty much the team picks herself. But um, I think uh, you can play your way out of the team just as much as you can play the way into the team by uh, how you went about your job when you were involved in the setup itself. What about the moment you're told to go and get stripped then or to go and get warmed up that you're going on to the butterfly start fluttering? I think the butterfly start the minute you put the strip on, to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, for me, it does anyway because it's. Um, it's just the feeling of possibly getting that opportunity whether you're on the bench or whether you're starting, you know, uh, getting on the pitch and representing your country. Um, Is it hard to focus on your game when no. you're coming off the bench in that situation? No, no. Uh, for me, no. Uh, for me, it was uh, just pure excitement and uh, wanting to do my utmost best to to not let myself down and not let the country down. Uh, and that's the way I approached it every time I, I pulled the jersey on. Your debut then uh, in Germany, second appearances in very different surroundings against the Faroe Islands. That is, yeah. on the face of it, quite a grim result. 1 1. Does that reflect how the game went? Well, it was the highs and lows, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, for beating you know, Germany and then the following game. Going to the Pharaohs and only getting a draw where you're expected to win. It's a, you could almost say it's Scotland in a nutshell, isn't it? You know, in terms of um, 
when we're not expected to achieve anything for whatever reason we're able to you know produce a performance like we did then but then no replicate it and coping with expectation and pressure yeah yeah, yeah it probably is yeah and um, you've been to the Pharaohs and you see the pitch and where it is you know um, I wouldn't say any of the players uh, shirked it because of the surroundings um, but for whatever reason we weren't able to bring the type of game that we were capable of bringing um, so it was a big disappointment to to only get a draw out of that game you scored your first goal against Lithuania at Hamden instantly the first ever football game that I went to <laughs> the 3 oh, right, okay. yep. I don't know if that makes you feel old at all <laughs> uh, listen I wake up every day and feel old you know. <laughs> um, fantastic feeling uh, more so the fact that it was at Hamden mm-hmm. you know in front of the, the, the home support I know Lithuania people think oh it's only Lithuania but it's, for me it was you know a great feeling um, I actually remember it goal really well I think it came from a, a corner for Lithuania and we broke up the park um, and I think uh, Kevin Gallagher's crossed it in for the left and I felt on the volley and thankfully enough uh, it's at the back of the net so great feeling uh, again it's up there it's the first time pulling on the jersey, you know, for Scotland, getting my first Scotland goal. Um, so it's certainly, because it was against Lithuania, only in a friendly, and the crowd wasn't packed, mm-hmm. it doesn't diminish at all how, me. how much uh, it means no, to you. No, uh, uh, it wouldn't have meant any more if, if it was a packed stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just the fact that a milestone getting my first international goal, um, it's a great feeling. How was Craig Brown at that time when Scotland are building towards the playoff against England? I like Craig. Um, obviously, uh, he gave me the opportunity to get my caps. Um, you know, um, I was kind of in and out. You know, no starting every game, starting some games on the bench for some games, but being involved for most of that time that I was, um, you know, between ninety nine and two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Um, there might have been a couple of times where I wasn't involved where I was injured um, but other than that I was pretty much involved the whole time uh, for the minute Craig brought me into the squad so I've got him to thank a lot for that um, you know and um, he had good coaches in there as well that, that helped him you know uh, and I enjoyed going I enjoyed the training as well it was it was a different setup mm-hmm. um, from what it is uh, at club level and that's understandable um, they've got to try and cram it in in a short period of time because um, you know at club level you're working day in day out or at international level you're working for maybe four or five days if you're lucky yeah. together um, so there's a lot to try and go over in that short period of time and it was, it was done as professionally as it possibly could be it was, it was a good setup. Could you feel pressure and the mood of the nation building towards the playoff against England at that period um, I, I don't think so I don't think so it was a it was one of excitement wasn't it you know getting an opportunity to play against the old enemy uh, over two legs with the opportunity to progress you know um, 
I think it, I don't think it was uh, there was no fear there, you know. For for us, I felt it was more a, an opportunity to to go and make a proper name for yourself because obviously mm-hmm. you just look at it now, way you know we still haven't qualified for a major championship, and that's that's probably my biggest regret uh, that I was I wasn't able. I came in just after '98, you know, so I wasn't able to help. Um, Scotland get to another major championship uh, in the time that I was there and never got to experience uh, what some players like Jackie Mark who was a teammate of mine you know and a good friend uh, they got to experience in 98 you know I wish I could have uh, and I hope it's not too long before um, the current crop of players um, you know can hopefully achieve something that the country the country needs to be honest with you uh, I've been in the doldrums for a wee while now so it'd be nice um, to get back to one and uh, if we do uh, I'll be one of the first to congratulate the players that have and the manager obviously that gets us there uh, and I'll be enjoying getting to watch it Yeah, uh, 1-0 at Wembley when uh, Hutchison has scored yeah. is the atmosphere because you were on the, the bench I was on the you? bench yeah, yeah. I was, we were warming up actually when when Hutchie scored does, does there the was a proper belief even before the game we actually felt we had a right good chance because um, looking at the first game you know Paul Scholes is, <laughs> does what he does best you know he gets on the end of things uh, and you kind of thought oh it we but we felt the way the game went there was very little between the two teams mm-hmm. and we felt get the first goal you never know what can happen and then we managed to do that and you always look back at that chance the Dodds header uh, Christian Daly was it, it was it Daly sorry Christian Daly yeah. Christian Daly um, um, <laughs> you know you look at that had that gone in you know we might have been favourites to yeah. go on and and get through you know it's immortality if that, if you do that yeah yeah mm. definitely gone down to Wembley you yeah. know what I mean Um but unfortunately we just came up a wee bit short there and that's probably the closest we've got Did it hurt not to get on? Uh, yeah it, it hurt it hurt because you know whenever you're on the bench and you dig it on it's a wee bit disappointing um, but it hurt more in terms of we never qualified that's what hurt more and then the no getting on was a secondary thing you know um because it wouldn't have mattered if I hadn't got on if we had went went on one two now and mm. you know uh, and and managed to qualify. I was I would have still been part of the yeah. squad and I would have still been just as important as the players that played. And that's the thing that uh, you know the manager tried to instill was you know everybody's important that's in the squad because they've all got a part to play in it. Um, so it hurt for a simple reason that we were, we failed to qualify. And then I thought afterwards, yeah, I wish I could have got on, you know. And, you always say you might have made a difference you, you just don't know you know but uh, I felt we deserved another wee bite of the cherry because of the performance that night As you're starting to <coughs> integrate yourself in the squad and become somewhat of a regular is there anyone in particular that you were close with in the squad that you liked? Um, no it was a it was a, it was a good squad uh, as I said I got on really well with Jackie McNamara Um I felt we, we bounced off each other pretty well. Um, a lot of boys, they were, they were, all, they were all a good bunch of lads. Did you have any Hearts teammates in at that point? Um, 
Tīvī vīru vispār edes kod, Gary Nismas vispār edes kod. You know, um, so there was a few, um, and the Webster became part of the squad throughout the time, you know, so there was a, a few boys there that were, that were part of the, the squad, Paul Ritchie for a brief spell as well, you know, uh, Neil McCann. So, yeah, that just showed you, you know, how strong we were as a club at Hearts as well, that there was quite a few players involved in the in the Scotland setup. Um to go back to that I felt that um, I think all the squad got on really well with each other OK your first start was against France the world champions at Hamden is that correct? Um, it's quite embarrassing but I can't remember no. but it was it the 2-0 well, yes the, the 2-0 game at Hamden yeah, yeah, for, like you in the last 45 minutes yeah well I mean the current world champions is, yeah. uh, is some start to get given yeah yeah and it was uh, it was some lesson as well yeah you know um, but that's, just that's... to be you know just to be on the same pitch as as players that have just won mm-hmm. the World Cup you know is is, is an amazing feeling because it was uh, on Ree and Wiltor that scored the the goals that kind of says it all <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then when you back it up with, you know, the Champs, Vera, Petit, mm-hmm. Partes, Turam, yeah. <laughs> Desai, keep going. Elizabeth, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite, um, I, sitting here now, it's, it's pretty surreal. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I wish I'd done is I'd, I'd wish to took taken it in a wee bit more. Okay. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I took it for granted. The, the experience, the experience, the whole thing, guys. yeah. But now looking back at it, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I just, I wish my memory. Maybe it's just my memory, uh, but I wish I could just remember more of things that happened. Mm-hmm. Not just on that day, but on every day. I look back at it now and I say, I, say, I wish I'd done a diary. A silly wee thing is just jotting down a few wee things. So, um, but then. <laughs> You look right back to when it, when I first started playing, um, and I never thought in a million years when I first started playing that I'd I'd, I'd get twenty eight caps. Yeah, Scotland, you know, playing the Scottish Premiership, playing the English Premiership. You know, it's, <laughs> and it's these wee things there that I just wait, wish I'd kept a wee diary where uh, you could just go back at it and just look at how you felt at the time. Yeah, and the experiences mm-hmm. he, to go into places, you know, and. I think maybe at the time I maybe just got caught up in the moment. Yeah, uh, just wee things to jog your memory. Yeah, yeah, just that. Yeah, and so there's certain things that happen throughout uh, my life and that, and players here, players wherever else I've been, you know, uh, might ask me a question about this and that, and it just triggers a wee yeah. memory, you know, and because right. you do, your life goes on, and you kind of forget about things like mm-hmm. that until. You get asked questions, and then it's like, yeah. oh, and then you remember wee things, and it's nice to to go back. I mean, I go back to it was just my birthday a couple of weeks ago, um, and my wife got me. Uh, it was funny. I got one of these wee pen drives that you stick into the telly, and I'm like, oh, what, what have I got here? Yeah. I've got you know a box set or something <laughs> like that. And she'd managed to get in touch with Wolves, and um, she got footage. 
some of the games down there. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and my kids had never seen it. Right, okay. They weren't alive at the time, you yeah. know what I mean? So they're sitting watching it going, is that your dad? <laughs> you had hair. With hair. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's quite, it's quite nice, you know yeah. what I mean, to go back and, and uh, recollect and, so, and so remember So have you, see, have you seen many of your Scotland games back then? I have That's the thing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'd, I'd love to be able to, you know, the highlights and that, yeah. eh, you know, obviously. Your, your, your goal must be on YouTube, Lithuania, I'm sure, must be. I've seen that, yeah, the, the San Marino one was, but actually both goals were in the same goal. <laughs> right. Um, San Marino one was kind of scrappy, a shot for the inside the box. Uh, Lithuania one I thought was a good goal mm-hmm. just for the fact that uh, a corner against and then pretty much 10 seconds later we've got the ball in the back of the net. You know, so that, so that, that was... So that's a piece of advice then you'd give to players, I suppose, breaking through into the Scotland team under Steve Clark. Ones like, I suppose, McKenna or uh, Tierney or Robertson, mm-hmm. whoever that are maybe at the early stages, just to try and savour it a bit more. Yeah, and uh, take yeah it in. definitely. And uh, don't take it for granted, mm-hmm. you know, because football's a funny game, you know. As I said, I missed nine months, you know, with an injury, and you just don't know what's around the corner. So, yeah. Try and put weave, wee bits, wee bits done, right? So wee bits done for yourself because um, it's always nice to look back mm-hmm. and reflect and and even learn from these experiences. I mean, people learn from experiences anyway because they take it in. You know, the good players take in the good things and the bad things and they try and learn from it. But if you've got something written down as well, whether you you go on to become a manager or a coach, uh, these wee things that you can look back on. Um, can help you, um, you know, progress and that side of things if you're mm-hmm. going to go into the coaching and the managing. Yeah. The uh, the goal against San Marino, can I outline that you were pretty much a mainstay at mm-hmm. that point and just, well, I suppose, every squad if, if fit, playing yeah. most games. Did you feel that you were a part of the furniture? No, never. No? Never, because I think if you if you feel that, art, then you, you don't become part of the furniture, <laughs> you're out the window because... Um, I think the minute you feel that you've you've arrived is the minute that you start failing. Okay. Um, I think you've got to continue to drive, and I, I, I say to players nowadays, I says the way I looked at my career, it was all building blocks. It was signers and S form with Rafe Rovers. Right. Okay. What's the next step? The next okay. step is getting on a professional form. Um, managed to do that right what's the next step right getting to the first team squad done that right what's the next step getting to the start lineup, mm-hmm. you know and progress that and then once established yourself at Rafe Rovers it's right right okay I want to get in the Premier League managed to do that with Rafe Rovers we got relegated and that and then the next step was try and go to a club that's established mm-hmm. you know so I never thought way back when I was first starting at Rafe Rovers that I'm going to play for Scotland yeah it's a it's an ambition it's an course. ambition but I never fought for there to there I fought for there to there first mm-hmm. and then there and then there you know cross each, each um, bridge as you come to it exactly yeah. exactly and uh, if you take your eye off that and, and look at that 
I don't think you'll ever achieve that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've got to do it step by step. That's why um, coaches and managers are so often saying we're only focusing on the next game, take each game as it comes. Yeah, because, sort of thing. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with looking at each quarter of a season and saying this is what we'd like to get, this is what we'd like to achieve. If we want to achieve promotion, this is what we feel. But it still blocks. Yeah. Well, you'll hear after, for example, the the Belgium games and the, the Russia games, the, the San Marino and the Belgium games, Scotland's last round of fixtures, mm-hmm. The, a lot of the chat was about right, okay, playoffs in March, how we're gearing up towards them. Mm-hmm. But the players and the coaching staff are quite keen to emphasise we've got two more qualifiers to play. Mm-hmm. We're only looking at them before yeah. we look at the playoffs. Is that the right approach then? 100% because um, to get to there, these games are really important in terms of if you can get good results and good performances here then that's more achievable. Mm-hmm. If you forget about these two things, switching that light on and off, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, you've got to prepare right, and by preparing right, it's, well, what's the next game? That's the most important game. Because that's the next thing that we're going to have to look at and uh, come up against. And then get a good performance, good result in that game, right? Breach confidence going into the next one, and if you can get a good performance and a good result there, then when you go to that, you're going in a lot better frame of mind mm-hmm. than what you are as not achieving what you say out there because you're looking like that instead of these ones here. So we'll touch more on the current squad at the, the end of the podcast. Uh, going back to the, the start of the 2000s, though, Colin Hendry would have still been a Scotland captain at that point. What kind yeah. of presence was he around? Ma- magnificent. Uh, proper, proper. Uh, he's old, obviously, Braveheart, but yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, I think everybody respected him in the changing room. Uh, he was a leader on and off the pitch. Um, he had that respect from everybody. A bit of an aura, maybe. Um, he's a bit about that around mm. himself because of the way he approached games. He was a no-nonsense centre half. Um, I wish we had players like him in this current squad. I don't think we have. I think we've got some good footballers. But players that done what he done. Mm-hmm. Um, in, terms of... in this day and age, I think uh, players coming up, you don't you don't get, shall I say, dare I say it, old-fashioned centre-halves. Ones that just love attacking that ball, winning the ball, clearing your box, stopping shots, determined not to concede goals. Mm-hmm. We've got players that want to get on the ball and make things happen. You know, I feel defenders, their job is to defend. You know, let the midfielders be creative and that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying don't get it and pass out, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a job description, though, you're, you've got to Yeah, I think it's changed a wee bit, but if I was a centre-half, that would my main aim would be who I'm playing against he's no score it's as simple as that and I'm going to have to do whatever I have to do whether it's sliding many of the times he done block tackles got boss smashed off his face and put his head in where he got hurt it didn't bother him he done it I'm not sure in this day and age the way that kids are brought up through mm-hmm. the system that they're prepared to do that mm-hmm. that's hampering not, not having somebody well, in your defence well if you look at if you look at 
Well, let's look at Scotland in the past, the types of players that we've had, they could all play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. But I tell you what, they couldn't have to defend. Mm-hmm. And they'd done all that. Alex McLeish. Would you trust any of the current centre halves to put their body on the line the way that Hendry might have? Um, I wouldn't say they would shirk it, but I feel we call on. He wouldn't think twice. He just wouldn't think twice. Okay. I think. Not just the current ones, but and as I said, this current era. We've not got, yeah, we've not, I don't think we've got players of that ilk. Okay. Not even, I suppose, if he keeps playing. Like, there's a difference, for example, a huge contrast in the way that Scott McKenna defends and plays and John Sutter, for example. Two very, very different types of centre halves. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, diss any of them, you know, they're in the setup because at this moment in time they're, they are good enough to be in the setup. It's as simple as that. Very different players, yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, McKenna's more off the, you know, Colin Hendry type, but, you know, I've, I've seen Suter play and he's a very good player and he's, he's very intelligent, he's good in the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's a two, it's, it's a big contrast yeah. to the two players right there. You know, if you could roll them into one, it'd be, it would be fantastic. But it doesn't work that way. Was Hendry different off the park than he was on it? Was he? Did he have room for jokes and a laugh? That kind oh of thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you get like, it was great. It was great because I, I kind of learned a lot from him because he turned, you know, he turned into a different person when he went onto that pitch. Mm-hmm. But he was focused. He knew what his job was. He knew what he was going to do uh, off the pitch. Off the pitch, he would try and help you as much as he could. You know, uh, he was always approachable. It wasn't one of them that you're like, oh God, I can't talk to him. You know, he was always approachable. You can go and speak to him, and uh, he'd try and help you as much as he could. And advice, he was always there. You know, you went down to Wolves at the start of the millennium. One of your teammates was. Alex Ray never yeah. capped by Scotland. Is that something that surprised you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely because um, obviously I never really knew Alex until uh, we became teammates, and it surprised me because obviously he'd been doing there for a while. Good experience, uh, tenacious, uh, could score a goal, mm-hmm. didn't mind doing the ugly part of the job, uh, and he could play a bit. Could play, so. Yeah, when I was involved, I can I can understand how Alex felt a wee bit aggrieved because there was no reason in my mind why you, why I should be involved and and you shouldn't. Did did that ever come up in conversation between you and the management staff, or did they ask you about him? No, never really. And Alex was just Alex was just happy to be playing, you know, for everything that he'd went through. And I don't know, maybe that was maybe one of the reasons why you. He didn't feature, but I think that was the wrong decision to make. If that was the reason why uh, whoever was, Craig Brown or whatever, was giving information about him, uh, you know, I think um, if you look at his form and that, he, sh- he should have been involved. What, what do you mean what, that he went through? Did he have bad injury at that point? No, 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 no. I just think off the field he had, he had issues. Um, 
you know, um, but he came through all that, and I think he was stronger for it. Um, again, you'd have to ask whoever was in charge of the process, they picking the squads at the time, why they never involved him, because I think he should have been involved. Could you tell he wanted to play? They'd done it in a minute. They'd done it in a minute. He's, he's one of these guys that was very proud. You know, uh, he played for the under twenty ones a few good few times. Yeah, yeah. So, um, given the chance, I think he would have snapped it up. Yeah, I think that probably when you play at such a high level as he did, it's probably a regret that he never quite made that crossover to international football at, at any stage, not even the one cap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had a, um, myself, him, and Paul Rules were at a Paul uh, Butler, sorry. <laughs> was at a, a, a real sort of Q&A thing um, last year uh, and I think that question came up and he does it's one of his biggest regrets that he never managed to play for Scotland uh, and I can understand why yeah. you, Did you develop a close friendship with him then down there two Scots? Um, more so on the pitch than off yeah, yeah. Um, you know he, he kind of I think he kept the cell to cell with his family uh, off the pitch. Uh, but on the pitch, uh, yeah, it was like, say, him, myself and Paulins were kind of the three in the middle of the mm-hmm. park uh, for a, quite a spell, you know. Um, so, yeah, on the pitch, um, we had a, well, I think we had a good understanding between the three years. Um Basically, it was a, a midfield that wouldn't take any shit. <laughs> you know, um, and if any of us weren't performing, the, the other two were quick to, yeah. to tell them that it wasn't acceptable and we all took it the right way and, and got on about got on more jobs. And uh, I think that was a big help for us. Did you hear rumours or any chat that there was a young Scottish striker heading down from... Playing up here at the time, Kenny Miller. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that because uh, Ken, we were away internationally, um, and Kenny was in the twenty ones mm-hmm. uh, when I was obviously the senior, and I kind of knew that he was going to be coming down. So I obviously spoke to him when we were away, uh, and it, I think it was something that we needed at rules at the time because he was uh, he was young, young, energetic. He could score goals. Uh, and it was it was bubbly in and around the place. What were your first impressions of Miller as a footballer? I thought. Did you foresee him? Just, did you foresee him going on to be Scotland's number nine for just about a decade? Um, I'm not sure about that, but I knew he was going to have a big impact. Um, the way he went about his job, um, quick. Great movement, can score goals. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just, not just happens, headers as well. You know, uh, strikes for the edge of the box. So he wasn't just a, he wasn't just a box player. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was clever in and around the box as well. He's got a confident young player. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's great. That's we as a, as a youngster, you kind of have that air of invincibility. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but he was able to back it up. Was, was he pretty open about 
going down to Wills End when you had discussions with him when it was at the sort of rumour stage? Yeah, it was, he, he was like, I said to him, look, it's, it's got to be a, a great opportunity for you. It's a massive club. You no realise how big a club it is until you actually get down mm. there. Uh, I says, and the type of guy that you are, I says, the fans will take to you straight away because you get 100% and if you get 100% these fans will back you all the way you know that first hand scoring the winner against Man United helps well it's not going to harm you is it <laughs> you know uh, yeah um, so no it does surprise me that he went on to achieve what he achieved in his playing side Craig Brown left at the end of the qualification campaign involving Croatia and Belgium Scotland weren't too far away, but it was the 2-2 draw with Belgium that killed us that campaign at home, wasn't it? Letting that one slip. Late goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Van Boynton. Van Boynton. And it was, it was quite early on in the campaign, but it was just one that we were never able to, to, recover to make up for. Yeah, yeah. and that was that was them just really on the turn, wasn't it? You know, yeah. them starting to turn into what they are now. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a real shame, because I... Felt probably in that campaign that was where we were had the most chance of qualifying. Certainly when I was involved, anyway. Um, we just we just felt that we just were short, you know. I think that was the year we went to Croatia and drew one each. Yes. Uh, after the San Marino, there's a double header. Um, that's another game where if you look at it. We could have won mm-hmm. with a few chances late on. Don Hutchison had a really good chance late on to win that one. And I thought over a piece we deserved to win that. And then you look at the two games, yeah. two draws. We won both the games, that's us qualifying. You know, so it was yeah, it was a shame. Were you sad to see Craig Brown go? Did you feel it was the right time? Um He felt he felt it was the right time, eh? Yeah. Um no, listen. I think he's. I think he had a successful time as Scotland manager. You know, and uh, football. One thing's inevitable in football is you're going to move on at some stage to somewhere else, and then somebody else has got to come in and and take the reins. Did Brown say anything to the squad about his departure um, before the Latvia game? That was his last one. Not that I can remember. Um, well, he, spoke, he might have spoke to um Captain at the time. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Right, OK. votes came and there must have been a few rumours about that. Do the players talk when this sort of thing surfaces? Um, probably just between the players at club level, to be honest with you, because right. obviously you, you disperse mm-hmm. and that. Uh, and, well, you might keep in touch with some boys, you know, in general. No such thing as um, WhatsApp back then. No, exactly. <laughs> so you went in a big group where everybody yeah. just say whatever on it, and everybody else seen it. Eh? Yeah. You know, um, no. Um, so no, but we were just wondering who was going to take over, and then obviously with that, you look at it and think, well, you've got to go and prove yourself all over again. Whoever it is that comes in, mm-hmm. um, you know. So um, yeah, a lot of people question. His first game, why, why choose 
France. France away from home. And in France, yes. Um, <laughs> not a wise decision, obviously. Um, but it was. It was always going to be a difficult one, wasn't it? Uh, and again, you look at the team as well uh, that they had, and if you look at the goals on that night, uh, I don't think there was any goal that was under an eight out of ten. <laughs> you know. Um, the, the, so we got a bit of a lesson there in the first half a few players that I've interviewed in the past have described Volks as not, not criticised them but described them I suppose as a bit, a bit odd is that something you would, you'd go along with? yeah I think so um, I think um, where the, the, the cultural side of things was Bertie McVolts a bit different uh, for him uh, I'm not sure but um yeah, I think maybe the way he went about things, maybe the players struggled to really grasp what he was looking for. Um, his English was okay though. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 his English was okay, but just maybe his philosophy, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something. There was something not quite. It's quite difficult for him to connect with the players. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I think that's why I feel anyway. It's it's so important. At international level, that you've got a former player that's played for their country, okay. um, because straight away they know what it feels like to pull on that jersey, and they know what's required. And I'm not saying that it didn't, because he pulled on the jersey for Germany, so he knew what was required for them. But again, I don't know whether the cultural differences made in, made a difference. I feel it did. There was a. A very very tough opener as we touched on there. Zidane played in that game. That's mm-hmm. that's right. Cause I don't think he played at Hamden in the two no. 0 and I, th- I think that's right. So would he be the best player you played against at international level? <laughs> uh, probably, mm-hmm. probably. But again, you know, you look at him. You look at you've got, you've got to include Paul Scholes in that. You know, because Paul Scholes was a, a wonderful player, totally different player to Zidane. Mm-hmm. Zidane his use of the ball and his ability to just be two, three steps ahead of or knowing where to be two, three steps mm-hmm. was phenomenal uh, whereas Paul Scholes his ability on the ball his passing range his uh, goal scoring exploits mm-hmm. you know I don't think I've seen a better passer in the game than him Okay, you know um, so they're two totally different players so it was a privilege it was a privilege really to play against these these guys, you know. So you mean earlier about savouring it and making making sure yeah. you take it in. At Unfortunately, the time. I couldn't savour that one because we <laughs> we were getting beat five 0 at the time, and I, I keep saying that to everybody. Oh yeah, well, I, I kind of say it loosely that I played against Zidane because I think the closest I got to him was in the tunnel with the before kickoff, and yeah, such as the quality of. Did you get a shot? I don't remember. No, <laughs> I did get the shots on uh, in the first game. At Hamden, okay. yeah, at Hamden. Um, well, we're so, captain. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's um, that's a nice one to have got. Volts first four. Well, your first four caps under Volts anyway didn't go well. Aggregate score of ten 0 to the opposition over four games, and then suddenly that's, that's why I don't remember that too well. <laughs> but then suddenly a one-one draw against Germany. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. That, yeah. must, that must have been a good day. That was a great day. 
That was a great day. I remember it because uh, playing against Balak mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of the park. Um, I think we went one 0 down at the time. Yeah. Uh, I think it was relatively early in the second half. We got a free kick, um, and I was just close to the ball, and I've I've got the ball down. I've seen Kenny, and we've got a wee bit of understanding there, and I've just played the ball into Kenny early, and he done the rest. Is that just complete intuition? There was no pre-plan? I think so. No, there was no pre-plan. It was one of the moments I've got the ball, I've looked up, Kenny's looked at me, I went, and then he's made the run. Uh, Which you wouldn't normally associate Germany with, getting Mm -hmm. caught like that. Yeah, just being stupid. But that's what I'm saying, it was just just off the cuff. Um, And it happened quickly, and thankfully it it paid off for us. Uh, And we got an unlikely draw out of it, considering, as you said, the... The previous uh, form mm-hmm. is that handing at its best. Yeah, Saturday during the afternoon, everybody's there, full house against a big nation. And putting in the performance yeah. that we did, yeah, it was probably the best game uh, to be involved with at Hamden. Definitely, yeah. Looking back, was it strange for the ma- your manager to be? German playing against Germany <laughs> um, was, it, was a big deal made out of that many jokes no not really no. not really um, always... work, I think the one thing that we did say sort of after the game is well the only person that's really happy with this is <laughs> is, is Bertie because um, it was kind of you know nobody lost nobody won but he was part of, you know influenced by both teams mm-hmm. uh, but it didn't affect the way he prepared for the game after a, a bad start to his managerial career in Scotland could you see a, a weight maybe lift off his shoulders at that point getting a, a big result against well, a big nation it certainly helps of course it does of course it does because um, any manager doesn't matter what level to go in and have the start like he did straight away you're under massive and it doesn't matter that there's only four four games you know, uh, whether it be one, two, ten, um, if you go on a run like that, you're going to expect pressure. See it with Steve Clark right now. Well, even though it's yeah. even though it's Belgium and Russia we've been playing. Yeah, yeah, and and such as such as the life of a manager mm-hmm. uh, that he was constantly under pressure to, per, to perform to get results. It's a results game. During, that. during that campaign for Euro two thousand and four, were there? Any uh, was there much excitement about Dan Fletcher coming through at Man United, knowing that Scotland might have somebody that can come in from that level? So I'm going to, for anybody connected with Scotland, uh, you see a player coming from a club like Man United, who is establishing herself there, then it's only going to improve the squad, and it wouldn't matter, you know. You know, if if you're having to make way initially for a player of that caliber to come in, you know, you, you take them in with open arms, and then it just makes you work that wee bit harder to to try and get in and be alongside them as opposed mm-hmm. to him taking your place. You know, did, uh, did he look the real deal in training when he came in? You can see the quality straight away. Mm-hmm. You can see the quality straight away uh, on the ball, off the ball, and. Uh, just how he carried this is himself even off the pitch. You know, a great lad, 
great lad to speak to. Uh, very polite, you know. I think you can see uh, Sir Alex's influence mm-hmm. on him. He's uh, going about his job in the right manner, the right professionalism, and you could tell sort of, you could tell he was going to have sort of captain material. Yeah, but what was good about his game at that age? Because of course he came on and scored the winner against Lithuania. Yeah, no, it was a huge could, game. He could he could read the game really well. He could dictate a game as well. You know. Um, two very good traits to have mm-hmm. you know especially the reading of the game Scott Brown's very good at it as well you know at Celtic and when you know, at Scotland you know, players like that Barry Ferguson we've always had mm-hmm. somebody in there you know probably at the moment McGregor's one that reads the game really well you know similar type yeah. great on the ball um, so he kind of knew he was going to come in and, and become a fixture yeah. of, the, of the team and an integral part of the team. That Lithuania game where he scored the the winning goal must have felt enormous pressure going into that one, knowing it was pretty much all or nothing to reach the, the playoffs. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes when your back's up against the wall, you know, it's always the same as an injured beast is at the most dangerous mm-hmm. when the back's up against the wall. And, uh, when we needed the result there you know we were able to get one Christian Daly um, in the Germany away game had a very famous incident <laughs> was that, the 2-1 loss yeah was that a source of comedy for the, the squad uh, yes and no for well, we had just come off the pitch getting beat so there wasn't much a laugh in my area and then obviously Christian coming in and having his rant which is very unlike Christian to do. Oh, yeah. I think it's only now that you kind of look back, you know, and do have a wee bit of a laugh and a joke yeah. about it. But certainly at the time, it was it definitely wasn't any laughing matter because I felt on the night I did think we were a wee bit um, outdone there and we, we didn't deserve to come off. The tensions were high, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But the... the <laughs> I mean, I, I was a very young boy when it happened. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, Christian Daly to me seemed like a kind of hothead character. Was he a much cooler personality than that? He totally different guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's another one that when he crossed that that white line and came on the pitch, he became a different character, a different animal. Um, off the pitch, he was well spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say relatively quiet guy. Okay. See, that surprises me. Maybe it's just because it's the only time I see him. A lot of people, a lot, because that's the thing, you know, uh, fans, you, it's different nowadays because you're getting more and more uh, coverage of players, not just when they go on the pitch, out with the pitch, so you can maybe relate to them a little bit more, whereas before, all you're seeing is what you've seen yeah. on the pitch, and for what you see on the pitch, yeah, you, you would think, Jesus, I wouldn't like to bump into him, yeah. you know, on a night out and things like that. But you bump into him on a night out, and he'd probably say sorry to you. It's, it's like, you did that on the pitch, yeah. and he would take your take your head off. You an know exa- what I mean? An example of the, the player that I always well, it would be Vincent Company thinking on the park, what an animal! I would mm-hmm. hate to get in his road. But when you see him off the park and the Man City documentary that yeah. was released by Amazon, it genuinely seems like one of the nicest uh, guys in football. Yeah, it's weird what crossing a white line can do to. Somebody's well, t- listen, it's your it's your job. 
it's uh, it's your livelihood, uh, and if you didn't perform, that gets taken away for you. So <laughs> you do turn into a different animal. What was it like playing against Michael Ballack? He was just starting out his career at that point. <clears throat> He's another one. Is you know, it was just it was a, it was a great experience um, because there was a lot of hype about him. And he's going to be the next next big thing, you know. So then, when you see that hype, you want to put yourself up against that and see if you can if you can cope, if you can manage it. Uh, yeah, I came up with that game feeling pretty good. A couple of defeats towards the end of your Scotland career, uh, Romania and Denmark and in Wales as well. The Robbie Earnshaw game. One, yeah. um, did players ever go through the motions in those kind of? Friendlies internationally. Um, I can only account for myself, and uh, I certainly never. I certainly, as I said, um, every time I pulled that jersey on, it was a, a privilege and an honour. Uh, and I certainly feel that I gave everything I could when I was when I was on the pitch representing Scotland. Uh, well, our players, you have to ask them. Is it, is it easy to? to tell or <clears throat> is it easy to predict when somebody's really not fancying it someday in your your team or training that you just think they're not they're not up for this well if there was if, if there was somebody that was like that when I was playing on the pitch or even at training I'd let them know because it's 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 just not acceptable to be honest with you um, I won't ask you to Name names, but other do you get repeat offenders of that in the international setup that eventually you just get fed up with them? Um, I was never in that position where I felt that way um, with anybody. Um, like everybody can have off days, you know that's that's what happens in life. Um, but the one thing I always say is uh, you can have an off day, but there's no excuse you for not giving hundred percent. You know. <clears throat> As I said, I can only account for myself in that department. I feel whenever I, I did have that jersey on, I did give everything. At that stage, um, were we were we underperforming or were we at at our level? Um, I think we were probably underperforming a bit. Um, I think maybe as a nation, we've we've not improved. Like other nations have, so maybe that's why we're getting left behind a little bit. How do you think they've improved in ways that we haven't? Um, it's probably more at grassroots than it is at you know international level. I think um, I still think we don't have the enough facilities. Um, for the youngsters um, I see a lot of youngsters training like say last night freezing cold conditions outside you're not going to get anything out of that kid you know you see places Denmark Norway you know Sweden facilities that they have indoors you know Kids are there, they're enjoying it because there's no cold, there's no pee in the rain. Uh, you know, it's easy for a kid to switch off when they're freezing cold. Mm-hmm. 
it's hard to keep a kid motivated when it's conditions like that we've got too many we've not got enough facilities that are indoor um, that can make it more enjoyable and make the kids want to come and make the kids want to learn by the time I think it's too late by the time you start getting kids here engaged we'll move on to the Holland playoff you weren't involved what happened when was that playoff uh, end of 2003 for the Euros we beat them at Hamden and then got thumped away from home I think what month was that I think it was October November around that time we were in the Premier League at the time and I got injured in the warm up against Middlesbrough Um it was my pelvic problem that I had when I missed nine months mm. in the season with Hearts. Um, I had to go over to France every month, once a month, to see an osteopath that would basically manipulate me and do things to basically like an MLT. Right. Uh, and I hadn't been over to see him for a wee bit, and it was the last shot in the warm up. I hit the shot, and I could hardly walk by the time I got off the pitch. So, right. so I missed. I think it was nine weeks. Right, so another fairly would, long injury then, and so all the matches were in the middle. In that in that period, so that would that would explain why if I was involved. Yeah, that was only that was only uh, yeah. that was only time that I was out for any significant amount of time. Can you remember that being a real tough moment for you then, watching Scotland play in the playoffs for the Euros and you being I think because um, missing out on nine weeks of the season anywhere but you know unfortunately our only season in the Premier League yeah. as well but yeah um, I'd have loved to have been part of the, you know the games uh, whether whether it would have made a difference again we don't know you know uh, do you remember watching them yeah McFadden's goal yeah, it's just that was that was great that, mm-hmm. um, but just obviously in the end, again it was like so much hope, mm-hmm. and then dashed. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yes. <laughs> uh, your last game was the Moldovar draw away from home, quite an infamous one because I know that Berti took a lot of abuse after that, and it eventually was his last game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember thinking that his race was run after that game? We knew it was close. We knew it was close, um, and it was just, uh, as you say, the final nail in his coffin. There. Um, do the players feel any responsibility for it? Of course it? you do. Yeah. Of course you do. Um, because at the end of the day, yeah, he's picking the squad, he's picking the team to go out, and he's setting you up and that. But you're the one that that's got to go out there and perform, and if you're not doing what he's not saying that we weren't but to the level that we were capable of and we're just as much responsible as the manager is um, the only thing I would say regarding that is sometimes it wasn't always clear what he was wanting you to do some players were a wee bit mm-hmm. unsure you know so I don't think that should be the case at that level, international level, but again, 
uh, it was maybe him struggling a wee bit to get his point across to the players Okay, Walter Smith came in did you have a conversation with him at all? No I never had any conversation with Walter He never contacted you uh, to no, speak about his intentions? No it was just basically it was just the next squad that came out I wasn't involved so um, that, Was that a sore, sore one to take? Um No, but it is, yeah, of course it is, of course it has not been involved because I still felt I could help, but, you know, a new manager comes in, he's got his own ideas, uh, he obviously wanted to freshen up a wee bit, um, I appreciate 2004 it. I was 32, so I wasn't spring I was experienced enough to realise, you know, Fair enough. If he wants to go with younger guys, I can appreciate that. Disappointed us, I would like to have had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. That was not meant to be. Would you appreciate a, a call though, just to say? I think it would have been. I think direction. it would have been nice. Yes. Um, it's an, an easier pill to swallow if you get an explanation. I think. I think I've tried. We think like ah, oh, you know, throughout my time as a coach and a manager, I've tried to make sure that. Um, Whenever I've made a change, that I speak to the player and I give them my reasons why. Uh, they might not agree with me, but at least they know. And then it's up to them to try and do something about it. You know, if Walter had phoned me up and said, Look, Colin, I'm looking to freshen things up. I'm going to go with younger players. You know, I appreciate what you've done for the country. I would have went, Thanks for the phone call, Walter. I appreciate that. Impose that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much, but listen, he might have had a lot more on his plate, and he's he's just it's just an oversight maybe. But I don't know, I don't know. I would just I would, I would have been nice, but again, it's like it's football. I I, I don't go to bed thinking, oh, why did he not phone me? Mm-hmm. You know, life's too short. All right, let's quickly touch on the, the current squad. Then two games coming up: Cyprus and Kazakhstan before the Nations League playoffs in March. Two problem areas for Scotland are centre half. We've already been over that earlier on the other one is centre forward mm. the names that are in this squad are Ollie Burke Ollie McBurney Lauren Shankland and Stephen Naismith mm-hmm. is there a cause for concern there would you agree Um yeah because we've not really got a striker that's banging in goals you know Naismith very good quality Shankland does but very good well a lower level mind you yeah but I still think these are games where Give them, all, give them an opportunity. Let's see. You know, not just 45 minutes, give them 290 minutes. And then he's got experience under his belt. He's, he's no playing saying, oh, if I didn't score in the next 45 minutes, I'm getting hooked. Mm-hmm. You know, show a wee bit of faith in him and just say, on you go. Stephen A. Smith, he's obviously coming back for injury. You know, uh, Nazi's one cap away from fifty. Sorry, Nazi's one cap away right. from fifty. So I, th- well, I, I think he deserves get, that. Yeah. I think he deserves that. You know, but it would probably be one where he might get to twenty minutes half an hour. Yeah, 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 I would imagine so. Uh, yeah, uh, I think he deserves that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, McBurney and Oli Burke. Burke. None of them have set the hell on fire. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the jury's out with a lot of Scotland fans about them. Um, they've just never backed up the hype mm-hmm. that's come with them, unfortunately. Uh, so McBurnie, Ollie Burke at least scored against Cyprus in June, the late winner. McBurney mm-hmm. needs a goal, I think, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to really kick start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look at look at uh, Scalacci in Italy. Mm-hmm. He was yeah Italian Italian. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then look what he done. So <laughs> you know, there's always an opportunity there. But I think um, out of them all, Diet has got less experience and been scoring against lesser in opposition but I would give them the opportunity mm-hmm. just to try and yeah. bed in before the yeah. playoffs should we continue yeah. to select them yeah definitely mm-hmm. Scotland's most blessed area I think it's fair to say central midfield mm-hmm. plenty of ball players yep. as we as we mentioned earlier providing Steve Clark goes with probably what will be a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 again what three players would take your pick in central mid central mid Um Probably McGregor um, would definitely be one. Um, I like Armstrong because I, I love I love what he does going forward, mm-hmm. um, and especially if you're playing the four three three, I think it's important that you've got two two midfielders that are attack minded, and I don't think there's a better midfielder coming for deep. Yeah, and getting on any things and even getting beyond. Yeah. Um, I know he's not playing week in week out at Southampton, which is obviously a concern. Um, but I think it's too much a, a threat not to involve him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would love, I would love to see Armstrong playing regularly so that we could justifiably include him from the start. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I agree. With I think you. if he was playing week in week out, I think he would be one. One of the names on the mm-hmm. on the sheet. Um, no matter who you pick, though, you're going to have three, maybe even four, t- really talented centre mids that are on the bench. Mm-hmm. You got John Fleck, mm-hmm. McGinn, Kenny McLean, Ryan Christie involved as well. See, there's, there's two, see, for me, well, I want to be a toss up between McGinn and um, oh, you just said it. McTominay. No. Like McLean. Oh. <laughs> Did you see the other one? <laughs> Christy. Christy, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, you know, both of them are playing at a high level. Uh, both of them are playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get a wee bit more dig out of McGinn. I think you get a wee bit more quality on the ball with Christie. So, both of them. Depends how you play the three. If you were playing one sitting and two in front, mm-hmm. it would be Christie and Armstrong and McGregor behind for me. Okay. If it was two sitting and one in front, it would be McGregor, McGinn, and Armstrong in front. Okay, so Armstrong and and McGregor in regardless mm-hmm. okay and um, before we finish obviously you're very connected to Hearts they're looking for a manager at the moment what direction would you like to see them going I've just got a new job so no no <laughs> <laughs> no um, 
it's a it's a funny it's a it's a cliche, but I think you need to get the heart back into hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was me, I'd offer John Robertson the job. Okay. Uh, On what basis? Because he knows what it feels like to be a heart supporter, and what's required. Does Does Levine not fall into that category though? He's a different kind of man to what John Robertson is. Um, I'd also like to see if somebody like Robo was to get the job, maybe taking somebody like Neil McCann or that in. Uh, again, somebody who's represented the club, played at the highest level, um, knows the game. You know, um, but I'm the one hiring and firing. You know, but that's the way I would maybe like to see the club go. Is this mainly because of his connection to Hearts and his support for the club, or what he's done at Cali Thistle as well? Not, not just because, (laughs) just because he he's a connection with the club doesn't give you the right to become manager. You know, he's got to be able to back that up, and you know. I think he done well at East Fife, um, you know, and the job that he's doing at Cali is there for everybody to see. You know, I think you get the respect for the players. He knows what's required. Anybody I've spoke to, I can't speak for myself, but anybody I've spoke to really likes his training and his methods. So, is that a perfect match for you then? I think so. Managerial uh, experience and talent, along with being a Hearts man. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. The club needs the club needs someday to get excited about, and obviously, previous ones they've brought in because they've had to accept them, but there's no been any proper, you know, with yeah. This is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think something like that would generate a lot of positivity. Okay. To finish on then, a couple of quick fire questions. Internationally <laughs> speaking, although no no club um, one. So toughest player faced. I think we answered that earlier. Be <laughs> Zidane. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely easy. Okay. Um, your most talented Scotland teammate. Most talented. I should run off. I should just go. <laughs> um. Neil McCann. Okay. The teammate you didn't want to piss off. <laughs> Too many. Matt Elliott. <laughs> Matt Elliott, okay. <laughs> Was he a uh, quite a formidable guy off the park? <laughs> you wouldn't know how to piss him off. Simple as that. Okay. Uh, you're a this might be a too long-winded one, I suppose, for a quick-fire round. But if you can, if one springs to mind immediately, your best off-field memory with Scotland. Off-field memory was the double header in San Marino in Croatia. Um, after the game, San Marino, uh, we told we were told we could have a couple of beers, and uh, where we were staying, there was a wee club at the bottom level. And After, sorry, San Marino or Croatia? San Marino, we had Croatia. In, were you in Rimini? 
yeah, we, we yeah. stayed overnight on the Saturday, and then we went to Croatia on the Sunday. Right, okay. Played on the Tuesday. Right. Uh, and that was the one one. The one one match. Where we should have won. Yeah. Um, and we ended up going into the club, uh, paying the door, doorman to make sure that Bertie and uh, <laughs> Archie Knox couldn't get in, uh, and then found ourselves trying to sneak back into the hotel <laughs> and not get caught. Anyone red handed? Uh, no. no. I think everybody managed to get away with it. I too happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that they've got eyes everywhere, the yeah. managers. Yeah, even worse now. Yeah. Phones, phones, phones. <laughs> never had that back then. <laughs> and uh, the moment with Scotland that you'll never forget? From the jersey for the first yeah. game. Germany game? Yep, definitely. I, and to be honest, of all the places to make your debut, apart from Hamden, there can't be too many better ones uh, against a team of such stature. Yeah, yeah. My only thing is... I'm, I can't even remember. It wasn't at the Olympic Stadium or anything. Mm. I'm trying to think where the game was. The, the game where it was 2-1 Germany was it in Dortmund. I'm not sure where the 1-0 in our favour when Hutchison scored was. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I'm saying. I, yeah. I know it wasn't um, it was a, I mean, a class, it's a big stadium. An iconic stadium. No? Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, Bremen Bremen right okay Wester Stadium there you go 28th of April I mean to be honest Bremen's that can picture it's a fair sized ground mm, right mm. well I think it was quite open they might have, they might have modernised it there's every chance yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it was yeah. 20 years ago yeah. <laughs> Aye. alright then Colin that, uh, that's everyone thanks very much for running through it with me a bit longer than I expected but there was so, much to, get, there was so much to get through yeah, yeah. Uh, it's amazing uh, how much crap I could talk. Yeah. You, know, you, you do, as I'm saying, you can probably sit there all day and talk all day about different things, yeah. eh, you know. But it's always nice to reminisce a little bit. Yeah. You know, of course, as I said, you do tend to forget about things. Because mm-hmm. life just goes on and, you know, you move on and there's the next thing. Uh, it's nice to just. Take a moment. Roll back the year. Good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks very much for coming on. No, no problem. Cheers. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network.